Society's 31 Days of Horror. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? East Society Podcast, 31 Days of Horror. Tonight, Brian and I are bringing you the 1981 Wes Craven. Uh, some people say it's a classic, but yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. It ain't no Nightmare on Elm Street or, or Hills Have Eyes or or Swamp Thing or what's the other ones? Shocker, um, Scream, Scream. Dude, that last one he did wasn't very good. Uh, uh, with the with the teenagers. Yeah, I was all juice for it when I I went to the panel at, at Comic Con and he was there talking about it. He made it sound good. And, I was like, ah. when I saw, I went out to go see it, and I, I didn't, I didn't care for. It. I don't even remember what it was called. But anyway, we're not here to talk about any of those films. Uh, maybe eventually, in one of these years, we'll get to, to more. There is one I want to tackle, but maybe we'll tackle it next year because there's a remake that's even awesome. But if you guys know what that is, uh, we gotta wait a whole year for it. But anyway, we are here for the 1981. Wes Craven classic, Deadly Blessing. There is the world you live in, and there is the other world. The one you don't dare think about. The world of total unholy terror. Soon you will know that world. You are about to receive the Deadly Blessing. No strength on earth will protect you. Deadly Blessing. Pray you're not blessed. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. When a member of an extreme extreme religious community dies in a mysterious accident, his wife is left to face those who may have sinister designs on her. Okay. Uh, That was Google. Uh, After her husband dies under mysterious circumstances, a widow becomes... Increasingly paranoid of her neighboring religious community that may have diabolical plans for her. All right, I'd go with that one. But this deadly blessing, again, uh, directed, written and directed by the great and legendary Wes Craven, rest in peace. Also written by Glenn M. Bennist and Matthew Barr. And this stars a bunch of people that you may know. For you Battlestar Galactica fans, I remember she was a gnat. Uh, Mara Jensen, a very, very young and beautiful Sharon Stone. Uh, for you Grease fans, uh, Susan Buckner, plus she's been in other films. And for you Superman, original Superman, the OG, the real Superman, Christopher Reeve. Not all these cosplayers. Uh, Jeff East, you guys might remember him from the first Superman film. He played a young teenage Clark Kent. Also, Lisa Hartman, Douglas Barr, Lois Needleton, Colleen Riley, the great Ernest Borgnine, uh, rest in peace, and the legendary Michael Berryman, who's worked with Wes Craven uh, a few times in his career. Also, uh, Rob Zombie with the best one out of those, out of, I think it was a four films, the, um, Devil's Rejects. He was awesome in that. Was, but yes, uh, what's his name? His little sidekick, and they went to go get the chicken, right? Yeah, um, Ken Fareed's uh, yeah. <laughs> little little buddy. <laughs> but Brian, 
When was the first time you'd seen Wes, Qua- Wes Craven's Deadly Blessing? I think this is the first time I've ever seen it because as it was gone, I just didn't remember anything. I didn't remember Ernest Borgnine, Michael Berryman, Sharon Stone. None of these people were in it. And I have to say, man, I was bored through most of this. I was like, nothing <laughs> is happening. And when it does happen, is it's just not exciting. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know if this is considered a cult classic from Wes Craven because I don't really hear about it talk too much but just after watching it I'm just like this is probably this is probably a reason why it's not talked about a lot because it's just <laughs> boring tears man I just was looking at my phone <laughs> waiting for something to happen I mean there there's some good stuff that when it does happen um the whole stuff what are the, what, what were they called the Hittites yeah they kind of came off super creepy the way they portrayed them in this movie. And I kind of wanted more with that. But we just kept going back to this uh, uh, Marin Jensen's character and the stuff that was going on on her farm. And uh, I think they underutilized Michael Berryman in this movie because I kind of thought he was going to be in a movie a little bit more than he was. And yeah, I just kind of came off disappointed by the end of the movie um this is the second time that i watched it all the way through actually um if you are have you been listening to east society uh, theo and i when we we're doing or we're, we're still doing it we'll bring it back eventually probably next year now um up to the challenge um he wanted to pick a horror movie for me and he picked this one I, at the time it was streaming on hulu so that was a couple years ago but i didn't do a full uh breakdown of it but <clears throat> he likes this one no he had never heard of it. he had never seen oh, it he just okay. wanted to get he wanted to uh find a horror movie that i've never seen before and he, he kept he had a list he kept throwing all these i've seen it i've seen it i've seen it and then he was like he was just scrolling through like uh, all the streaming things and then he came across this on hulu and i said you know what i've never seen it all the way through i did see bits of it when it came out Back in 1981 at the uh, at the at the drive-in. I don't know what we went to see, but this this film was playing uh, on the next screen over. And the only part that I remember was um, when the the spider fell off the the ceiling uh, onto. You know, uh, I, I thought of you when that when that happened. Uh, <laughs> was it was like, too. What is, what is Nez thinking about right now? There was too much spiders in, in this. I mean, they're not a ton like when we did, uh, not Brian, Mike and I did Kingdom of the Spiders last year. Go back. If you guys didn't listen to that, we did a commentary of that film. And <laughs> But this, yeah, these were, I don't know where they were in this, somewhere in the, the Hittites or whatever uh, community, wherever that is. I assume back east somewhere. But yeah, nah, there was. There was uh, way too many spiders in this for me, but I remember that scene and I remember some of the beginning because I remember just kind of I remember seeing the poster. You look at the poster and and it looks it looks cool. What does it say? A gruesome secret protected by generations rises to give its deadly blessing. Well, you're pray you're not blessed. And there's a picture of a woman laying in bed with her mouth open and somebody holding her head. 
when I saw this picture, I thought it was the the main girl, uh, Martha, but it turned out to be her friend Lana, uh, Sharon Stone. Well, so nothing like her. I know. <laughs> so, but um, I I did pick up the uh, Screen Factory Blu-ray. I watched some of the special features. It was just interviews with Michael Berryman and Susan Buckner, I believe. And some of the guys that did the effects for the uh, the final incubus creature or whatever at the very end. So, yeah, I, I just remember bits and pieces of it. And when I finally watched it for the first time, I did like it. I mean, I liked it enough to buy the Blu-ray. And then was, hey, man, let's do this one because we haven't did a full cover of it. So I threw it in, and yeah, I was right with you. I remember watching it the first time and not being bored and really liking it. I mean, like like I said, like I liked it enough to to buy the Blu-ray. But sitting there watching this, yeah, I was doing the same thing, man. I, I remember being really, really into it. And this one, I was like, yeah, looking at my phone, looking up at the screen. I'd have to rewind some of it when they were talking, but there was not much really uh, yeah. when they were talking. I had to do that too because they would say something and I'll be like, "What? What happened?" <laughs> and I rewind it. But this one, um, Martha and Jim—they're—they're uh, they're a couple. They're, they're, where's it? Wait, well, let, me, let me go back up to the top. Uh, Deadly Blessing is a 1981 American slasher film directed by Wes Craven. <laughs> really? I kind of feel like since we've been doing this year's 31 Days, they're throwing around, throwing around that slasher title. I can understand maybe some of them, but this one, when they were saying, I think they said, um, don't answer the phone. Not don't answer the phone. Um, don't go in the house was a, a slasher. I mean, he mainly burned people up. <laughs> but, Oh man, and, uh, no, that was, that was yeah. Don't go in the house. Uh, don't answer or was it? Don't answer the phone. I think that one was um yeah, that one was a slasher. Uh, murder by phone. That was just a phone. I had to, I watched it again. <laughs> I listened to our review. Made me want to watch it again. Man, come on, you guys. One of you. Uh, Blu-ray companies put out a 4K transfer of that movie. Uh, I'm ready for it. But anyway, so yeah, Martha and her and her husband they're out in the any town USA, out in the country somewhere in the Hittites. I guess that's how you say it. Uh, community. Uh, they're right there in the farmland. They're doing their things. They're they're both farmers, and they got the. I thought they were Amish, but I guess I guess it's kind. I don't. Not really sure. Don't 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 quote me. Um, I thought it was that type of. Yeah, I think in the movie they they said something about they 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 make the Amish look norm normal. I forgot what the line was, but they're supposed to be more religious than Amish people. Because they were, man. Th- these were the ones that like keep it keep it really really old school. Uh, no like no no mo- power motors things, no electricity. They live off the land. Um, so they're there and then Jim and his wife are just doing their thing. Uh, we're introduced to what was Michael Berryman's character? William, William Gluntz. He's just 
the the low you guys know what michael berryman looks uh, looks like so he's i want to say he's typecast to play uh, the weird creepy guy but i believe he was kind of uh uh, a little mentally challenged, so because he was always running around with the with the boys playing with them. He's over there chasing this one girl. I believe her name was no, not Vicky. Um, was, was it Faith? Faith? Faith. Yeah, he was chasing her, uh, screaming at her and chasing her, and she was running and she runs into um, to uh, John. He's out there on his uh, his little tractor or whatever, and. He's like, come on, man. He's like, William, just just calm down, man. She's she's okay. And he's like screaming, Incubus. And he's just yelling and yelling. He kept yelling, Incubus, even as when he was like way on the other side of the field. And he was to John was telling him, Hey, it's all right, man. He's he's harmless. He's just he's just William. Yeah, they so kept referring okay. to him as a, a man child. Yeah, so he he they're curious. Because um, I'm going to be jumping all over the place, everyone. But yeah, we're introduced to them, and then we're introduced to um, uh, what's his nuts, uh, Ernest Borgnine's character. He plays Isaiah Schmidt, and he's kind of like just stay away from everybody, and they're 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 heathens. He's a traitor or whatever he was saying. At this point, we don't really know what's happening, but we do find out later that John used to be one of the the hit hit hitites or whatever however you say it and it was um isaiah's son so but he kind he left um i think he went off to school somewhere and then he came back with martha and he wanted to just live a normal life he gave up the their religion so he was basically uh outcast and banned away from them but he was living right next door i believe he he inherited that land so that's why he was still out there being a farmer right next to all of them. So but so he's doing his thing. Um he's in he's in the barn and then all of a sudden something he hears things in there, he's not really sure. Well this was this was at night, I'm sorry. He was about to get it on with his wife and then he started hearing things uh outside. So he goes out to check and when he's in the barn his uh, tractor starts up and then rolls forward and, and crushes him. We do kind of see somebody, and it looked like a, a black cloak, but we're not really sure yeah. who that is. They kind of make you think um, it was kind of like a whodunit. It was that type of film because when things were happening, you kind of see some somebody, but you don't. You're not really sure who it is, so they're trying to figure out uh, who it is. The headites are saying it's evil spirits, it's the devil, it's the incubus. Um, Martha is she after her husband died she starts to kind of hear and see things but she invites her friends over but at John's funeral the, it was just her and the guy that was uh, burying him seems like everybody else left the, uh, the, the, the service and the guy that's digging the grave looks up and he goes is he are they um, uh, kin of of his of your husband's and at that time she kind of I think she did know she she kind of like yeah because he was like I never see them up there unless it's their family so that's when we that's when we kind of find out that he was related to them we're also introduced to um he's only Clark uh, in my eyes what the hell was Clark's name John Schmidt and that was um. 
wait a minute. Okay, if that's John, what's uh, the other guy's name? Jim. It was Jim. Okay. Uh, for those of you that watched uh, Fall Guy, uh, it was uh, Howie. Um, he majors uh, sidekick in that show. That's the only. That's the only show. The only thing that I I've seen him in this and Fall Guy. So. There, we see him there. He's kind of doing his thing, but he's kind of feeling sorry because it was his brother. Um, but he's he's getting ready to get married to a, another young woman. But he's uh, when Martha invites her friends over, her two friends, uh, Lana and Vicky. He's like uh, he's 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 kind of fascinated with more the modern culture of the early '80s. Like because they come hauling ass down the road in a badass red um, Mustang uh, convertible, and he, he's kind of all like, "Oh, that's cool, that's cool." Because him and all the little kids were looking at it. So, <clears throat> and then one night, uh, the kids, uh, my oh no, um, William and and his little crew of kids, they all go into the barn to try to just they just were fascinated with the tractor. So they kind of go in there, but Martha hears them and goes in there to check, and they all go hauling ass out. Because when they hear her coming, one of the guys go, it's the Incubus, and they're referring to Martha. So that's when they all go running, uh, running yeah, I out. Th- I, thought, I thought Faith was supposed to be the Incubus. They were calling everybody that wasn't uh, you weren't a part hit, of them. If you were a woman and weren't a Hittite, you were Incubus? I guess. That's what it made it seem, because... Uh, William was calling, yelling at uh, Faith, calling her the incubus. So while they're all trying to run out, uh, William gets his foot. They, they kind of ran through, um, I think it was a little shaft where the, where the animals come, go in and out. So when he was going out, his foot got stuck and, and he lost his shoe. And then he just kind of ran home. But when he got home, his dad was out there and he was like, well, where's your where's your other shoe at? And he's like, oh, I uh, lost it in the mud. And he goes, well, if you lost your shoe in the mud, why isn't there mud on your other shoe? And he was like, oh, uh, I washed it off. And he wasn't having it. He knew he was lying. So this was kind of rough, though, man. He <laughs> he got the um, got it. Was it a belt or something? And just started whipping him with it. Mm hmm. Yeah, he just started whoosh, hitting him in the back, and he was, ah, I don't care what you do. You go out there however long it takes. If it takes all night, you better find it. So he goes, he knows where his shoe is. So he he kind of goes back uh, to the farm, which is only next door. It's, it's not that far away. So he goes over there, and he's kind of, I don't know why he went to the house when he knew his shoe was in the barn, but he's in the house, and he's kind of peeking through the window, looking at Martha and her friends. And then uh, he finds a little uh, a knife um, holder, whatever you call those things. He finds it on the windowsill. So he's holding it. And then he hears someone behind him and someone stabs him in the back. And then he he's, he's out. So there was no love for Michael Berryman. He didn't last but 15 minutes in the movie, maybe. Yeah. Sweet. So. I was kind of hoping he would at least make it to the end before he bought it, but so yeah. Again, we we, we knew it was somebody because it was someone that stabbed him in the back, but we don't we don't know who and we don't know why. Uh, Martha, she is like kind of seeing things, not really sure on what she's seeing. She thinks it's just like 
uh, maybe the spirit of her husband, because every time she'd hear something, she she would yell Jim, and and nothing would happen. Um, Sharon Stone's character Lana, she starts having nightmares about somebody uh, in a dark, just in, person in in black. I don't. She they don't really see. We don't really see who it is, but it's like speaking to her because it would say her name and everything, and it was showing her. All kinds of stuff. So she was starting to freak out uh, being there because she goes into. Um, oh, they're Lana. Uh, yeah, Lana and Martha, they're out doing farm work. Something happened to the tractor. So Martha told Lana, yeah, there's a tool or whatever in the barn. Go get it. So she's yeah, she, right. did, she didn't want to go in there because that's where her husband died. So that's why Lana went and got it. Yeah. So she goes and. She gets locked in there. Something, some you see somebody slam the door because you see, uh, like the in between the boards, you see somebody kind of walking around out there. So she doesn't know. She thinks it's her friends, and she's like, "All right, come on, you guys, just, just let me out of here." And she's like walking around, and then you see cobwebs everywhere. And she looks up into the loft. She sees cobwebs up there. I was like. All right, why would you go up there first of all? <laughs> so, there's that you can't get out up there unless you jumped out of a, out of one of the windows. Well, or she she went to the windows on the bottom floor and somebody like shut the shutters on them. Oh, that's right. Well, but my big I... question is when she seen the spider, the big ass spider on the 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 web. <laughs> why did why did she touch the web? Oh, fuck that. I, have, I wouldn't even went up there. I would just looked up there, saw those spider words. Fuck that. I would have been breaking boards to to get out. <laughs> There's no way I would have went up there. I just kept asking, like, she's clearly scared to death of the spider, but she keeps reaching out, like, tapping the spider web. Oh, let me go back really quick. There's one night when she was sleeping, or she was about to go to sleep. She's laying in bed. She looks up on the ceiling and sees this big ass tarantula, like the size of her hand, crawling on the ceiling. And she just looks at it. She kind of looks scared, but then she just closes her eyes and goes to sleep. I would have been fucking out of that room. And nah, <laughs> I wouldn't even went back in there until I seen somebody kill it. I mean, I'm, I hate spiders, everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> you may think it's one of creator's creatures and don't fuck that. I'm killing it if I see it. Yeah, I would. It I will. There's certain spiders where I'm I'm just like you can't even don't even kill it just just burn the house down. Yeah, if they're bigger than a quarter, no, yeah, something's getting smashed or or, or shot. Speaking of that, I was on <laughs> X, AK Twitter. I just before I go to sleep, I just lay there and kind of scroll through and watch all the crazy fight videos and and this and that. I came across one and there was a big huge spider. It looked way bigger than your hand. It was on the wall, and the guy was filming it. He's, you see, he's filming it. He's from a safe distance, and then you just see a gun come up, and he shoots it, and it just blows up on the wall. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do that. Hell no, <laughs> no, no, thank you. But anyway, so she she goes up into the loft, cobwebs everywhere, spider webs everywhere, because he had this one big spider uh, in the in the web, like in her face. And she looks scared, but then go, oh, no, hell no. I wouldn't, ooh, I wouldn't even went up there. 
But because then, then we see another tarantula crawling around somewhere. I'm like, oh, my God. I wouldn't even want to live there because there's tarantulas in that area. I'm sure there's some around here, but I've never seen any. Knock on wood. I don't want to see any. Um, but so she goes up there. And is this when she finds uh, William's body? Because he comes falling out of the rafters? Uh, I think some, something scares her first. And then she goes running face first through the spider web and then falls down the steps. And then she sees the, the, the barn door open and that's when she's thinking everything's okay. And she takes a step forward. And I think that's when his body comes dropping down, hanging from the rope. Yeah. So yeah, that's when um, she finds that. And I assume she screams and everybody comes running. Uh, the sheriff is there and is telling him like, look, um, you guys should just leave town. I mean, you're there's something going on here and we don't know. There's dead bodies in your barn. So the actually Lana and Vicky were trying to get Martha to move back to LA. Just just sell the sell the sell the farm and go. Because um Ernest Borgnine's character, Isaiah, he he offered to buy it from her. And she was like, hmm. No, nah, that's all right. I'm going to stay here and, and still be uh, old Miss McDonald. So he was kind of like, hmm, all right. Because he he did mention, it was like, yeah, this was this was our land, but we gave it we gave it to my son. And since he's gone and since he's my son, you should just, first he tried to say, just give it to us. And she was like, hell no. And then he offered to buy it. And she still said, nah. So, so Martha is, I mean, Martha's still just her just sad because her husband her husband had passed uh lana is scared because she keeps having all these crazy dreams and then finding william's dead body and vicky she's there just wanting to party i guess she just wanted to get out of la and get out to the country so she's out strutting around doing her stuff she goes out on uh morning runs and she does kind of meet up uh runs into um what the hell was that guy's name so John. 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 She 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 kind of meets him and just, oh hey, so and so. And then she they just kind of hit it off, but really like, all right, well, I, I'm out of here. So we see uh John and his his uh fiance, they're in town at some um dressmaker's place. I guess that they're they're getting ready for their for their uh, to get married. Um Vicky, John ain't John ain't with it. Uh uh-uh. uh, he just I think it was one of those arranged type of things when you get to a certain age, all right, you're this age and she's that age and you guys yeah. get married and start spitting out kids. He sees Vicky and he was like, You you just keep looking at wedding dresses, I'll be right back. Yeah, so he goes out there and hey, what's going on? Hey John, how you doing? And he's kind of just, Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm over here and then his his wife, whatever her name or her is girlfriend or whatever sees him and she's ah that's what you want you don't want me you want her because vicky is hot susan buckner she's fine um i liked how she looked in greece for those of you she was a uh, patty simcock um so she's just 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 mad hating on her husband or soon-to-be husband but he's trying to like no 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 it's okay i mean i i want you i want you then he tries to like start kissing her really hard and then she's like nah get off me and then she kind of just pushes him off and 
I think she like tore her her shirt or whatever she was wearing. So Jim is or John is like ah, all right and still watching uh, uh Vicky and so they cut they're, they're doing a thing and then this I think is the, the after this is when Lana has the she tells everyone she's like yeah Sharon Stone's character she's telling them like yeah I keep having these dreams and hearing these voices and um I think this is when Vicky went out because uh, I just want to go out. So she took off and Martha and Lana were sitting in, in the living room. Lana falls asleep. And this is when she has that dream. She's laying in a bed and then uh, she hears uh, some voice, some hands come down and uh, grabbing her head. And um, it's like, open your mouth wider, <laughs> wider. And then we see that spider crawling on the ceiling. And then she's like, has her mouth as far open as she can. And then we see that spider tarantula fall, and it's falling in slow motion, like back first, like it just released and then fell, and then just I, I don't know if it went in her mouth. I think it landed on the side, but she ah, she woke up screaming, and Martha's like, "What? What?" And she's like, "Oh my god, I need to get out of here. This is I don't know what's going on." And she's she's starting to lose it, so. Or we go back uh, to um, John. He's kind of just roaming around town. He well, uh, hitches. First ahead. he first he goes home, and Isaiah finds out what he did to his fiance. Well, so he right. tells him he tells him to meet him in the barn. And when he, he goes see Isaiah in the barn, he's like getting a switch ready. That's right. Did he hit him? No, he didn't. He told him. No, he yeah, hit he, him. He he tried he had he tried to hit John but John grabbed his arm and told him stop no he was like no more and then that's when Isaiah was like well you're you're dead to me you're out of this family you're banished get out of here and yeah, yeah he started yelling at him your brother won't look upon you your mother will never feed you again and I was like damn that's all mom does is just feed <laughs> well these are those people that the, the men rule and whatever they say goes and women just stay home and take care of the kids and cook and make babies um i don't know man that that whole i mean i'm sure they're good people but what they believe in i'm i'm not for it anyway but they do make good food my friend brought some he was out in the amish country he brought all kinds of little food cuz they're always selling their 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 cakes and bread and what have you. He brought a bunch home and, and we ate it. It was pretty good. But anyway, <clears throat> so he he hitches his uh, himself uh, a ride into town. He's uh, he's not in his full little hit Hittite uh, regalia wear or yeah, whatever those partial Hittite. Yeah, he tried to jazz it up a little bit. Yeah, there, didn't he? Casual. Yeah, he didn't have his big hat on or anything, so he's kind of walking around in town. Did he? Did Vicky mention something about she was gonna go to the movie? Yeah, she said she was gonna go watch Godzilla versus something, and that they should go to the movies. And that's that's when his uh, fiance overheard and ran out all ah. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so he gets to town. He goes over to the movie theater. I don't know how long he waited out there. But he was standing out front, and then she comes out like, oh, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's happening? Yeah, come on, let's go. So they just kind of lock arms and start walking. Uh, she uh, lets him drive. 
uh, her Mustang, and he's brah, he's hauling ass down the road. Never driven a car before, so he doesn't know what he's doing. I would hell no, you're not you're not gonna mob in my Mustang. Yeah, like the way he, he was, was driving, he was shifting gears. He he ruined something. Yeah, I'm sure you could smell that clutch burning. <laughs> Everything, because it was it probably just grinded all the teeth <laughs> off of everything, and then jumped it down that ravine, and she was <laughs> like it was nothing. I was like, and then hit a hit a tree. Yeah, <laughs> and then they just started making out. Yeah, I'm like is this even her car? Because she really don't care about it. I don't know. She must have rented it and. uh bought the insurance so she can just beat the hell out of it <laughs> so yeah they they crash into a tree not hard they kind of just they slammed on the brakes but they still bumped it there might have been a little dent so she's looking at him he's laughing around and then next thing you know uh they start making out and he he's all into it he's grabbing her and she's grabbing him uh then they hear something outside and she's like, what is that? What is that? I don't know. He's like, eh, it's probably nothing, man. Come on, get back over here. So I mean, he was trying to get his. <laughs> and she was like, no, 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 there's something out there. And he's like, oh, it's probably like a raccoon or a possum or something. He goes, well, I'll go chase it away. So he goes out and looking around. So she's sitting in the car. Windows are kind of fogged up, so she really can't see uh, what's out there. Did he get stabbed? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, through the convertible top. Oh, that's right. He got back in the car and they're making out. And yeah, somebody comes stabbing through the ragtop and uh, ends up getting him. And then um, did he fall out of the car? Because she tried to start it up. No, I don't think he fell out. He uh, got out. Yeah, he got out and died. And that whoever was stabbing him started pouring gasoline all over the car. Oh, that's right. Yeah, dumped it all. I don't know. I assume popped the trunk or either brought a full tank of gas, a uh, gas can with him. Started dumping it on the car. Started pouring it into the car. Vicky's ah, screaming, trying to start the car. She ends up starting it up. I don't know why she didn't just gun it. She was slowly putting along. And then whoever this person is lights a match and. All the the flames start going everywhere and starts. She's she's. I think she was going in reverse, and the 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 flames were following her. And then she stops and turns around, and then uh, the flames catch her, and then whole <laughs> car blows up. So Jim's dead, and Vicky she's dead. Martha and Lana don't know what's happening yet. Let me start reading this. Uh, Lana, overwhelmed by disturbing dream, begins to believe that death is pursuing her. Okay, yeah. So Martha discovers that Jim's grave has been okay, has been dug up and the casket filled with chickens from the stroller's farm. That was um, Faith and Lu- Louise, Louise or whatever. Louisa. Louisa. Er. Yeah, every now and then they would pop in. Faith would pop in every now and then. She was really kind of uh, always in Martha's face, but she seemed she also seemed kind of off. Uh, we weren't really sure, but yeah, her like mom. She like, oh. might be the incubus. Yeah, her mom was like, "Eh, she she's just friendly. She just wants to be your friend." And her mom's really like, "Yeah, let me let me bring you uh, a thousand eggs. 
uh, for you. <laughs> like when her mom found out, she's like, so there's that's where the eggs went. <laughs> Martha was like, oh, I'll get you the basket. <laughs> and she didn't even say anything. She was like, hell yeah, give me my eggs back. It was like more than a dozen eggs in that basket. I mean, well, probably eggs are hell of expensive now, but I'm well, sure. Well, I, I took it as she then. kept bringing eggs. Because it, it was to the point where she told her to stop bringing eggs. Because we got she, more than enough. <laughs> She's getting sick of them. Um, really quick. I don't know if you guys ever had. Um, not eggs from the store. But like some farmer. If you go to a farmer's market. And they're selling their eggs that their their hands um, lay. I don't know what it is. Maybe just what we, what we buy in the store goes through some kind of process and it just tastes different. I mean, don't wrong, those eggs are still good. But the if you buy eggs from a farmer, I don't know what it is, but those eggs taste a billion times better. My wife uh, used to work with this farmer guy and he used to bring eggs to to work. Uh, I guess they had so many and he was just always giving all the ladies eggs. I don't know if he was trying to get it all of them, but he he was just he was just bringing eggs. But damn, those eggs were hella good. I, I wish uh, I told her you should have kept in contact with that guy because I've never had those kind of eggs again. But anyway, so yeah, yeah. So I mean, Martha she starts to listen to to Lana on those crazy things happening because she starts to see things too. And so she goes out to, oh, no, no, wait, somebody came and told her that um, she got a call, a phone call, I I believe, that you need to go out to the gravesite. So she goes out there and she finds that her husband's grave is, is, is empty, or not empty, it was dug up. And then when she crawls down there and opens it up, um, it's full of chickens. So she's like, what? She doesn't know what's happening. Uh, and then she goes, in the barn, she... Okay, after she she finds all that, she goes back home. Uh, she hears some stuff, so she's in the barn, and she finds her um her husband's body, uh, like at an altar. Uh, and it says John's estranged fiance uh, Melissa arrives, racked in in a ritual of ex exorcism, but is attacked by faith. Okay, so Melissa was um, John's uh fiance the. Superman, Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was the one that was, ah, you want to be with her, not me. She <laughs> kind of showed up. For a second, though, I thought she was the one running around killing everyone, but she was more mad uh, at all the girls, mad at Vicky, because I don't, I don't think at this point she knew that John was dead. So she kind of goes in there, and yeah, when we find uh, Jim's body, or uh, Jim, yeah, when we find his body, it's he's still he's i guess he's only been in the ground for a few days maybe because he didn't he didn't look all rotten or anything so they find his body in there and they're like what the hell's going on and then um what did it say here john's estranged fans melissa arrives uh reciting a ritual of exorcism but is attacked by faith's mother louisa faith and louisa who hate the hittites have been Okay, yeah, have been all right. I'm jumping ahead. So anyway, so when Martha and all this, she finds out what's happening in there and everything. This is when we find out that the people that were that was killing everybody and causing all this ruckus, and obviously they were the ones that uh, that were the, how um, 
uh, Jim got killed. They were the ones. It was Faith and her mom mm. were the ones killing everybody. Um, why were they killing everyone? Oh, um, because hmm. all hated, this time they hated the Hittites. Well, I, yeah, I guess they knew that uh, Jim was one, so maybe they hated that family. So that's why they started with him, and then was just trying to slowly kill all of them. But yeah, um, they they didn't even want to be confused with being associated with them. I remember there was a line. I don't know what the line was, but they they got super mad when somebody compared them to them. So. Um, da, 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 the Martha struggles with them. No, wait a minute. Uh, Louisa Faith and Louisa, who hate the Hittites, have been the black-clad uh, figures figures murdering them. It says Martha. Okay, this is when Martha gets into it with um, Faith, and because uh, Martha tried to tried to run out, and Faith went chasing after her, um, because they were in the house and, and everything, and um. Martha was in, in the house and Faith was trying to trying to stab her, but um oh uh, Lana was in there too, but she got knocked out. So Faith came crashing through, I believe. Um no, this was later because they were outside and Martha was fighting with Faith, and then she knocked Faith down and her her blouse opened up and it just looked fake as hell. Uh but it was it was a uh, a man's chest and This is when it's revealed that Faith Was actually a guy And her mom was so crazy Did uh, The sleepaway camp thing mm. And made, made her believe I guess she, she wanted a boy and made her Or wanted a daughter and made her son uh, Be a girl <laughs> so, Sleepaway camp Did it better Yeah uh, we, we didn't see anything dangling downstairs We just saw uh, the man chest and the man abs. I was like, damn, she's pretty ripped. But anyway, so <laughs> she, she Martha goes running back in the house, and this is when Faith comes crashing through the window trying to get her, uh, trying to stab her. But uh, Martha blasts her. She had like a big 357. I'm surprised she didn't just go flying through the walls. She uh, shoots Faith. Faith goes down. Martha comes, not Martha, um, Louisa, she comes charging in. Ah, and then that's when she was about to stab Martha, but then uh, Lana kind of wakes up because Lana got knocked out. She was laying on the ground and she grabs the gun and blasts um, Louisa. So it says they pursue Martha. Okay, Faith revealing her that, she, that uh, Martha struggles with them and tears open Faith's shirt, revealing her. To be a man who has been in love with Martha. That's why she was bringing all the eggs. Uh, they per- <laughs> pursue they pursue Martha to our blessing. Our blessing was Martha's house. There was a big old sign right above it. There, Lana kills Louisa, and a and a late arriving Melissa stabs Faith to death. That's right. Faith came back came back to life after those few shots, and she ended up stabbing her. It says in a religious favor, Melissa threatens Martha next, but. Uh, and even more late arriving, Isaiah assures her that the messenger of the incubus has already been killed. Yeah, so after pretty much everyone was dead except for Martha and Lana, um, Martha sees her her husband. He's um, he's like a 
a spirit. He's in, in the in the kitchen and he's walking towards her. He looked all creepy then. He didn't look that way when he was in the barn. Uh, he looked just blue, but they did something to his eyes and made him look all spooky looking. And he was walking all slow like a zombie, telling her, "Hey, it's okay. Uh, the the messenger of the incubus is, is has been killed." So I assume he was talking about Faith and her mom. So everything's good. Evil is punished. Uh, the Hittites they all kind of figure out what's happening. Uh, they find out who who murdered their people, murdered their sons, and uh, everything. So everyone's like, we're all good. You guys still live your lives. We're going to live over here. You live over there. Um, Lana, one last uh, time, tried to get Martha to come back with her to L.A. But Martha's like, you know what? It's all good. I'm going to I'm just going to stay here and, and live my life because she figures everything is all good and Evil is punished, and let's let's live our lives. And she was gonna live next door to the Hittites or whatever. So she's like, "All right, well, all right, I'm out of here." So she ends up leaving. Um, Martha goes into the house, and then all of a sudden, it just gets really dark in there. And then uh, it says right here, through Jim's ghost, uh, tries to warn her the incubus. The he tries to warn her again about the incubus, and she doesn't know what's happening. Then all of a sudden, the floor goes, <laughs> crashes open, and this big giant demon grabs Martha, then pulls her down to hell, I guess. And that's your movie. Where now, was this throughout the movie? I assume that was the incubus that they were all talking about. <laughs> so, Yeah, that one kind of came out of nowhere. I was like... I would have been happy if she would have just lived the rest of her life and, and everything was all good. But when Jim came back to warn her again, he told her that it was dead. But I guess he came back and said, hey, man, I was wrong. Sorry, bro. And they show it really fast. You really can't see it. You you see more of a silhouette. Go to YouTube. You can probably see the end. On Where, that. Where, where's Jim getting his information? How are you going to come back talking about I was wrong? I don't know. Maybe somebody pulled a fast one of them in the on the other side. I don't know. Because I figured he would at least knew and warned her, "Hey, get out of this house. You should have went back to L.A. with with Lana." But no, yeah, that thing pulls her under the ground and to the flames of hell, and then the house gets all bright again, and the floor is back to normal, and then the end. That's your movie. I didn't really care for the ending. It, it was like, what, what's happening? I mean, I don't know if it was just they ran out of ideas. We need to have, leave it with some kind of shocking ending, and that's what they gave us. I mean, shout out to the guys that did the special effects at the end. Um, they, I thought if we would have got to see it really good, we just kind of see it like really quick, quick little side views of him and everything. We see his eyes. And and it's kind of his nose, and I think he had horns, and then that that was pretty much it. But yeah, this this one I don't remember it being talked about much when it came out at the time. Um, the budget for this one it says two point five to three million, and I would say that was for all the stars that were in it, and it only boxed off as eight point three million. So at least made its money back uh, and 
Well, Sharon Stone wasn't. Uh, I think out of everybody in this, Ernest Borgnine was probably the biggest star in yeah. this movie. I mean, Mara Jensen, Battlestar Galactica is the only thing I can remember in Susan Buckner, Grease. I'm looking up Sharon's filmography. This was only her third movie. What the hell was she in in the beginning? I don't even remember. She was in Stardust Memories and some uncredited part in a, I don't know, it looks like a French title movie. Well, you got to start somewhere. I mean, (laughs) she did this, but yeah, the money probably all went to Ernest Borgnine. He was the only one that... uh, that I knew that was probably bigger at the time. Um, Michael Berryman, what else did he do way back then? Other than uh, The Hills Have Eyes. That's the first movie I've seen him in. Um, he was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I need to rewatch that one. I don't even remember that movie. So this was his one, two, three, four, five, sixth movie he had done. Yeah. The second, the second movie he did with um, Wes Craven, because The Hills Have Eyes Two didn't come out until '84. Uh, and then, I'll try. He was in Weird Science. Oh, My Science Project. Damn, he was in that too. Shit, I need to rewatch that. I ain't seen that in forever. But yeah, he he popped up in in all kinds of things. Uh, he's still out there. I met him, man. He, he was a cool guy to talk to. He signed my Devil's Rejects poster. But, all right, everyone. That was 1981's Wes Craven cult classic, I would say. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Deadly Blessing. Um, if you've seen it and you, and you like it, you can still pick it up on Blu-ray. I'm glad I got it with the slipcover. Uh, it's on Tubi if you want to sit through all the commercials and everything or rent it everywhere else. But, yeah, that was a deadly blessing. Um, maybe if I get the urge, I'll rewatch it again. Because I, 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 I shit you guys not. The first time I, I had watched it when, when we did it for Up to the Challenge, I was like, man, that was pretty good. So when watching it this time again, I was like, what happened? What did I think was good about this? I mean, I liked what was going on, but it was slow. Yeah, it's it's not a bad movie. It's just like you said, it's just slow. Yeah, it was it was just super duper slow. Um, but every movie can't everything that uh Wes Craven did wasn't uh a hit. I mean, probably what is his biggest one? Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream. Yeah. Were probably his two biggest, biggest. My soul to take. That was the the name of that movie. I don't think he directed. I think he just wrote that one. But I think he directed it. Oh, did he? I think it was his final. No, Scream Four was his final. Oh, that's right. What was his first film? Oh, Last House on the Left. Yeah, go way back, and we did that one <laughs> as well. Did we do the remake too? Yeah. All right, we did uh, both of those. I like the remake more than the original. It was, uh, yeah. Oh, he did take, He did direct it. He did Swamp Thing right after this one. If you guys haven't seen Swamp Thing, that movie's really good. I love it. It's got all his buddies. Uh, one of the guys from um, from uh, Last House on the Left in it. 
and um, Bruno, the guy from uh, Don't Answer the Phone, <laughs> the, the killer in that <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so he did Hills Have Eyes in 84, and then same year he dropped a Nightmare on Elm Street on us. I remember seeing the, the, the TV spot for it. I'm like, oh, this looks cool. I had no idea what it was going to be. Uh, my cousin and I, we just went and seen it. And, man, I was just like, holy shit, that was good. And I love the ending. Everyone laughs at the ending. We did, too. But it, it was still awesome. I had no idea we were going to get uh, so many of them. I, I always say this when I talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. The first three are the only ones I love. After that, it just got too slapsticky and stupid. And yeah, he came back for um, New Nightmare. It, it was okay. I mean, I, yeah, I don't really care for New Nightmare. Nah, I mean, my favorite ones. His, I mean, I, The Hills Have Eyes. It's goofy. I love it. The second one was okay. Swamp Thing, awesome. Nightmare on Elm Street was awesome. Deadly Friend was cool. I like that film. Um, Serpent in the Rainbow I saw it when it came out All I remember is when that guy Put those railroad spikes through his nuts But I just remember being bored uh, With it I have it, I haven't watched it in forever Shocker I've seen it maybe once or twice I don't remember Shocker. <laughs> the only thing I remember about that Was uh, uh, Megadeth's uh, no more Mr. Nice, nice, nice Guy song was in it. People Under the Stairs, awesome. New Nightmare, oh, Vampire in Brooklyn, your favorite. Um, <laughs> Scream was awesome. Scream 2 was cool. Scream 3, he, oh shit, he directed the first three. All right, Scream 3, I don't rem- I remember who the killers were, but I don't really remember much of it. I haven't seen that for a while. Cursed, uh, that was all right. The one with the werewolves. It's... It's funny to me. It's not scary, but I, yeah. I like Curse. This is it's kind of. I guess yeah, I don't. I don't believe in guilty pleasures, but I guess that would fall under that category. I haven't seen that in forever, so maybe next year, guys, if I remember. Red Eye. I did like that one. It wasn't a horror movie, but I liked it. I thought that was cool. Um, my Soul to Take. Uh, I just remember being bored in the theater. Scream 4, I like that one. I thought it was cool. But all right, everyone. Now we're just rambling. But yeah, what what Wes Craven, he, he gave us a lot of good films. So definitely, if you guys haven't seen other than just Nightmare on Elm Street, go and scream. Watch some of his older ones. Um uh, I spit on no, I spit it. Lighthouse on the left. Uh, you gotta be in the, the right mood to watch that one. It's slow, yeah. but it's it's kind of disturbing. <laughs> but it is still cool. I have the huge box set that I bought. I think it was Arrow, I believe. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, Wes Craven, rest in peace, 1939 to 2015. And everyone, all right, everyone. So that was Wes Quay, Wes Craven's Deadly Blessing. Again, it's on Tubi if you want to check it out. And for you collectors, I'm sure you probably already have it. And uh, yeah, that's it. Um, come back tomorrow for more. Still got a few more days. And, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, there was one crazy movie that, that I watched that I want to talk about. Um, oh, go over to uh, Spotify for Podcasters and listen our our, our E-Society feed over there and listen to our tweet. We gave you two episodes. We, we throw in a, a Big Brother check-in for you Big Brother fans. 
We did uh, Rotten Tomatoes um, 25 Best Horror Movie Remakes. We had to cut it up in two parts because I don't know what happened. Internet connection and we got we got cut off. So I didn't want to give you guys a two-hour episode. We just chopped it up into an hour each. So you got two episodes to go listen to that. So if you listen into it and it just abruptly ends, that's why. But uh, it was a good episode. We also talked about some other things. We got another... Another Big Brother, um, to keep it with the spooky season, it's a Big Brother episode where we talk about um, their one of their competitions had to deal with the exorcist for the new exorcist believer coming out. And then we went into another horror list that uh, the Zisu found and, and wanted to know my opinions on. I think it was about mo- mo- movie monsters. But anyway, yeah, the, go over to Spotify for podcasters and, and check those out. So, but... All right, everyone, that's it for tonight. So please come back tomorrow for more. So until then, be safe and party on.